It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we continue our uh, football uh, chats. We'll bring in the head coach of Yale football, Garrett Grunman, on today's program. So this is going to be pretty fun. Yes, and I'm excited about what Yale is could be in 2023 they they got back to the playoffs last year they took that step forward and now I think they're looking to take that next step and be contending not just happy with the playoff berth but competing for playoff victories and competing for a BWAC title all right uh well I'm not gonna beat around the bush let's Mm. get right to it after the break Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews. They also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Derek Clean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Coach Garrett Grumman. There's been a theme, okay? Uh, we, we talked to Cardinal Mooney, and they've had a list, and they've been checking things off right. the list the last few years to get back to where they want to be. Armada is another team that I think about. They've had a list, checking it off, mm-hmm. doing things that they haven't done in a long time. The, uh, the other guys that have had that list and have started, I think, last season really working towards checking some of those things off are the Yale Bulldogs. They're trying to get back on top. Got back into the playoffs last year, which I think is a huge, huge step for them. But I think it started earlier in the season. There's a couple of teams that have been kicking Yale's butt. <laughs> Richmond is one of them. And finally the Bulldogs were able to turn that around last season, win that game big, and then the following week one of the other teams that's been kicking their butt, Croslex, they put a real scare into the Pioneers, and they could have really train-wrecked the BWAC right there on the spot midseason. Those two games really stand out to me. So let's welcome Garrett Grunman on and say congratulations on the big step, mm-hmm. but I know you're just starting. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're definitely. We're, uh, we're uh, working hard, and the boys are definitely striding for uh, you know more than, than what uh, we had last year, and, and I know that they have uh, big expectations for this year. So. Well, let's talk about last year a bit because I think, you know, you can preach belief and preach the process, but for a lot of times the kids, they need to see results for that to kind of to come to fruition. And early in the season, the first two BWAC games, you took it on the chin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Armada and North Branch, I mean, they ended up being co- or, yeah, they ended up being co-BWAC champ, so hindsight doesn't make it look as bad. So you then get the game against Richmond. You don't just win, but you take it to Richmond, what was the feeling like with the kids? And you can go, see, this is what we can do. This is what your work has has gotten, where it's gotten you. You know, uh, the first two weeks in the BWAC, uh, the boys, I mean, it always happens every single time there's a transition is they're skeptical. You know, they're skeptical. Mm. And so when when we we had a, a, a little bit of a coming to Jesus after the North Branch game where we took a little extra time and we talked about believing in yourself and believing in your teammates, believing mm-hmm. in the system and where we're direct, headed. And so we had that. We came in on Saturday. We watched game film, and we preached a lot on uh, believing and understanding that taking the next step means that you have to be able to trust those around you and trust the system. So going into the Richmond week, we knew that, uh, you know, it was a home game for us and that they play really, really tough at home. And uh, it was their opportunity to finally take that next step to competing against competition that they haven't beaten in a long time. I believe it had been nine years since they'd beaten them. 
And so we told them, if you believe in this process, believe in, in yourself and believe in your teammates and your coaches, guys, you know, it'll, everything will take care of itself. And so they went out there and they competed very, very hard. They played physical football. And, uh, you know, obviously we came on top. Uh, 38 to 7 or 37 to 8 or 36 something. 7 yeah so you know they came out and, and played really well and then the belief started to become a little bit more of a reality and we kind of took that step moving forward and the most dangerous thing is a team that believes and an underdog that believes because next week you had the big rivalry game with cross lex and just be honest game that wasn't on a lot of our radars I mean, you beat Richmond, but Croslex had been basically a steamroller to that mm -hmm. point. I believe they were a week removed from a dominating win against Armada. So we thought it was going to be much of what happened. Now, Croslex ended up getting the win, but you gave them everything you had. You threw the kitchen sink at them. Basically, any trick, literally and figuratively, you had up your sleeve. What was that game like in... Even in a loss, did that really help cement the belief that, hey, this is one of the top teams in the league, and we just went blow for blow with them? Um, I think that the kids really, um, first off, you know, it was a loss. And we wanted to express to the boys that, you know, even though we did lose, that we saw some great things. Right. We saw them competing against, one, at the time, they were ranked second in the state, I believe. And they were steamrolling through things. And... And we continued to preach the belief aspect of when we continue to understand each other and what we're trying to accomplish. And if we execute properly against good football teams, we can still go out and compete and win these games moving forward. So the boys, you know, granted, we did, like we said, we lost, but it's still lost in the loss column. But we did take the the moral victory as as cliche as it may sound and we we push it moving forward and the kids are starting to understand and 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 really kind of take that big step forward but uh you know i at some point you know as a coach is those moral victories are great right but we know moving forward that those moral victories are going to soon have to turn into win right win just victories victories in general so we play these teams that are very competitive in the league and within the state and within the district we got to start winning some of those games in order for us to continue to push ourselves uh you know to get better and to uh understand where the program's headed so i i still think like you got into their head and and messed them because they were five and all at that point and they had a losing record after that the mm -hmm. rest of the way for for the next five weeks they never were the same team after that. And I think a lot of that started with how you played against them. Like, that was a culture shock for them. You know, I think, uh, you know, the the way that we approached the game was uh, attacking some of their weak points, and we were able to kind of expose a few of their things. And so moving forward, they the other teams were able to kind of take that, that foundation and mm -hmm. kind of attack them there. But uh, granted – you still got to go out and win football games. Right. And they have great athletes, and they're well-coached. So for us to go out there and compete and play against them, it was it was exciting to see, especially from that being, you know, going from Croswell to Yale, it was more of an emotional thing for me and my family. Right. And then the kids are starting to pick up on that rivalry again, and now it's more of a competitive rivalry, more of, oh, you know, it's Croswell and Yale. No. Right. That's, that's, we are 15 miles apart. And right. we're really close, and these kids know each other. And so building on that rivalry and making it competitive again and, uh, you know, continuing to, to build on that is what we're trying to do. I want to go one more game in the regular season, and this is when moral victories turned into victories, playing Lutheran North. Mm -hmm. And it is 
for all intents and purposes, win and you're in. I know mathematically it's, it's not as cut and dry anymore, but for basically if you won that game, you were into the playoffs. And that's what every coach wants, a chance to control their own destiny. Yep. You get the win over a Lutheran North team that was – you know, it wasn't the best, but was still a solid team. What was it going like going into that game, and what was the message coming out that hey, we need, had a gotta have it win game, and mm-hmm. and you got it, you got the win, and a little comfortably a ten point win over Lutheran North in Week Nine to clinch the playoff spot. Yeah, well, the it was the the aha moment of listen, guys, it's like we gotta you gotta understand what's at risk here, what's at what's on the table, is our ability to go out and play football after week nine and they hadn't seen that in a few years and so for us we got down 21 to 7 I believe they had a couple big plays early and uh, after that we really controlled the line of scrimmage and I, I can't remember how we outscored them so but uh, you know we went out and I think it was 31 31 to 7 we outscored them in the midway through the second quarter to the second half and so you know for them to come out and respond being down was huge for us and so, you know, obviously, you know, we go out, we get the win, and the message is, is, hey, guys, we competed, we played hard, we won the game, we qualified for the playoffs. Right. Now that gives us another opportunity to push our season another week. And so for them to see that and to understand that, you know, we have the ability to go out and compete against teams that are competitive. You know, they're a highly offensive team, and they, they scored a lot of points throughout the year. You know, so we were able to contain them, and for us to be able to put up 38 points was it, it was comforting because we knew that we could execute, especially with a relatively young football team. So we knew that it was uh, it was a fun game to watch, a lot of fireworks. You know, we we kind of threw some uh, different looks at them, threw some misdirection, and, and the kids. It was an exciting game, and it was our homecoming too. So it was definitely one of those games that everyone was up and amped and excited about. So we were we were happy to get the win. So. Part of the process of getting better, and I don't want to say that Yale football had turned to garbage. Let's be honest. There was a two-, three-year stretch there where it was struggling. But Yale's always been competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, you had a three-year stretch there where there was only four wins for the uh, the program. And in one season, you get more wins than they'd had for the three years prior to that. So that's a big turnaround but how did you get everybody so enthusiastic so quickly? Because we look around. Even good programs are struggling with numbers, mm-hmm. struggling. We're losing JV programs every freshmen's time. We turn freshmen's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at Yale, I keep hearing, oh, they've got 10,000 kids coming out for football. <laughs> he, he's got triple freshman football, triple JV. I mean, I know it's. They're exaggerating, but you've got a lot of kids that want to play football. Yeah, I think uh, I think direction. I mean, the numbers have been relatively good through that whole process, even the stint of them not seeing a whole lot of success. And I think that when anytime there's a transition from one program to the next, that if there's a dis- definitive direction and there's a scheme and a system in which people and kids believe in, then there's going to bring more kids. 
you know, and uh, we're looking at seven, any, anywhere between 75 to 85 athletes coming into the football high school football program this year, and we're looking at 30 to 35 at the eighth grade. So numbers are going to continue to be there. And even through transition each year, even from one program to the next, is, is if you can bring in belief and you can bring in a, a definitive direction and understand of what you're doing and the kids know what you're doing, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to play. And the, the good thing is, is that coming into Yale is we knew that there were solid athletes. And um, going into it, we were, we were strongly believing in our system. And even from our transition from uh, taking a year off coaching with St. Clair with myself to coming into the program is like my coaching experience and having the coaches surrounding me to help was amazing. And so these kids are running with it now. And, uh, you know, those numbers hopefully continue to stay where they're at. Well, it helps to get kids buy-in, like we said, when you have success. Making the playoffs is having a little bit of success, and it's always good for kids to learn what it's like to go through that playoff process. Mm -hmm. And that's something they haven't had, and you know it's a different animal. You get in there, it's a little colder, you, the practices change a little bit, it's, it's more focusing on you're going to play a good team. Unless you are a top seed, you might get a team that snuck in, but usually you're playing a good team. And, well, you had a litmus test against Marine City. Yeah. And obviously didn't go your way. They're one of the best in not just the area but the state for a reason. What was it like going through the playoff process with these kids the first time? And what experience did they gain from that extra week and just learning what postseason football is like? I think that they got the feeling of, you know, uh, mainly focus is, you know, how do we prepare for a football team that we know is going to be solid. Right. You know, and we know we had that throughout the entire week, so or throughout the entire season with the BWAC, but playing outside the BWAC, you know, they, like you said, it was colder. The kids were, uh, you know, it's a long season, so they're, right. they're a little banged up. They're a little tired. And so keeping that focus and more of the mental aspect of the game. So they have that experience coming into this year is they know that they're going to be banged up going into week nine. They know they're going to be banged up going into week 10 right. and they have to have that mental focus. And so for us to focus on that mental aspect of it and to continue to push forward, like I said, and like you said, is that granted the, the, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, you know, and uh, we, we took our lumps early on in, in the first half. And we made some adjustments and, you know, we were able to compete is essentially what we were looking at in the second half. We knew going being down 41 or, or well, I think it was 42 to nothing at halftime, understanding that, okay, guys, it's like we understand where we're at. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we know that the outcome is probably already decided, but how we respond here to continue it into next season is where we need to be. We need you guys to keep pushing forward and playing hard. And so they did, and, you know, like I said, is we, we, we did take our lumps, but we know moving forward that they have that experience and that it's not something we have to go through again in order for us to be successful. All right. Uh, you mentioned St. Clair. So Coach Griffin from St. Clair yes. up to Yale. Tell us about the, that combination and how much that's helped you guys. Um, Coach Griff is – him and I are like two mad scientists when it comes to scheming. Uh, we we love how we bring different intangibles to the offensive set. So we have uh, we have a lot of my sets, we have a lot of his sets, and we kind of combine them together. 
to create what we have right now within our offensive scheme. You know, last year I think we averaged about 24 to 25 and a half points. Uh, the year prior, my first year at Yale, I think we were at nine and a half points. So we know that we're moving in the right direction. And him and I spent countless hours in the offseason, you know, creating concepts for pass routes within different blocking schemes for our run game to kind of confuse and cause some misdirection. So him and I working together is amazing. And it's great because he'll call me randomly and say, dude, I got an idea. You know, and so I'll call him and be like, hey, coach, I got an idea. And, like, we we definitely are in lockstep, and we work really, really well together. And he's he's just a phenomenal dude to have in the program, very committed, you know, uh, and, and having him really makes me feel at ease because I know that with him and myself, my O-line coach and my wide receivers coach, that we're going to really put the best product on the field and, and the kids are going to be prepared. You know, we go, we were going through seven-on-sevens in our team camps earlier this summer, and we're like, we are – last year we thought we were ahead. Right. And right now we're feeling very comfortable with where we're at, you know, not necessarily to the point where we're ready to put finished product on the field. Right. But we're, we're, we feel like we are a step ahead of where we were last year. And, the, and that, that – pertains to his ability to help me and me to help him to kind of get that continuity with our quarterbacks, receivers, and tailbacks within seven-on-sevens and even with our O-line and mesh and things of that nature. So he brings a lot. Him and I are, are good good friends and even outside of football, and, and uh, you know, we get along really well, and, and uh, I'm very blessed to have him in the program. Well, there's a lot of players I want to talk about, but let's take a break before we do because there's a lot of that you're bringing back, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys you want to talk about. The guys that are juniors and seniors are the ones that were the youngins when you first got here, so they've grown up through this program with you, and they understand how it works. But let's pay some bills, and then we'll, we'll get to it. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get
get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with Dennis Brady and Coach Garrett Grumman up in Yale. Uh, and again, we thank Coach for uh, making the uh, the drive down into Port Huron uh, today to do this. But, uh, Brady, the the Bulldogs trying to turn it around, made yep. the playoffs last year. So, Coach, we want to talk about the guys that helped you turn it around, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody's back this year to help make that next step. And I think that will help in the process as well. Is, oh, is yeah. That you're, you're not bringing in a whole lot of new guys who didn't experience last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, having those boys. I think we had my first year seven sophomores, and now they're seniors, so they have that varsity experience. Now, we did lose we did lose some great linebackers and some good athletes from last year's team that uh, we're going to have to step in and fill with some athletes that are more than capable of doing. We just got to get them ready and prepared mm-hmm. and, and uh, ready for uh, week one. Well, let's start at the quarterback position. It's a luxury for any coach when you have a returning quarterback, let alone what? A, he's going to be a four-year starter this year? Uh, Three-year, three, yeah. Three years, either way. Yep. Three-year starters, pretty nice to have where you don't have to explain the offense to Connor Jakubiak that you know the first day of camp you're going to step in and you're going to have basically the whole playbook is in his head already. And you're, yeah. you talked about being ahead of where you were last year. That puts – that must make it so much easier at the start of camp with install. It does, without a doubt. You know, obviously having him and other athletes that are very experienced, you know, uh, sometimes I have to tell him, Connor, you got to make me smart. Right. It's like I might yell out a wrong formation to the play. And, and in his head last year, he was starting to get to that point where he was fixing those mistakes. And now if I make a mistake and he it's a, a wrong formation, he'll fix it to the play. Right. And it's great having that luxury. You know, I always tell him, I was like, Connor, make me smart. It's mm-hmm. like if you know something's wrong, 
you know, step in and do it. And he would do it. And it's, and, you know, even through this summer and seven on sevens and occasionally, you know, uh, he'll fix those and even kind of, I'll give him some room, give him some wiggle room to kind of do his own thing and what he feels comfortable with. And it's great having that luxury of having that experience. And, you know, he's a 4.0 kid. He's a great kid. He's a good leader and having him, uh, uh, delegate our offenses is, is great. And, and we love it because he's, he's just that kid. He's, he's one of those kids that you're, you're, you're glad to have in the program because he shows up to everything. Right. He, he does his absolute 100% best, and he's going to do whatever is best for the program. And, and you know that going in. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, he does give me a sense of comfort knowing that he's coming back, and, and we're, we're lucky to have him. Now, unlike a lot of teams up in the BWAC, you will throw the football. <laughs> yes, we will. Bit. Yep. So let's uh, let's talk about number one, the guys that are protecting Connor, giving him time yes. to throw, and number two, the guys that are catching the ball. Yeah, uh, the offensive line this uh, this year they're they're pretty experienced. We do bring in some youth. Uh, we have uh, three seniors, uh, one junior, and one sophomore, so that are going to be uh, putting in a lot of reps. And it helps that we have three guys behind them that are capable of stepping in as well. Uh, you know, we've got. Uh, two three-year starters in Blake Barr and Jaden Krosnicki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Seth Stady is going to also play some offensive line. He was a DN last year, and he's going to play both ways. And then uh, we got Ryan Fisher, uh, Zach uh, Haywood, Logan Pross, uh, Adam Kaplinger, who are uh, guys that didn't necessarily see a whole lot but are going to step in in, in the backup role and, and help us out. So they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, experienced, and then the youth underneath is going to learn from them, and they're going to get some quality reps because, you know, our, our biggest thing is putting the 11 best athletes on the field regardless right. if they play two ways. And so for them to show up and for them to give quality reps when those guys need a break are going to be, you know, essentially a big test of how our offense runs is the ability to keep guys fresh and to still run an efficient offense. So our offensive line, we're hoping this year is going to be a strength for us. Well, I, we'll get back to the guys that – some specific guys, but you mentioned guys playing both ways. When you have, what, you said about 40-some guys on the varsity roster, mm-hmm. how nice is it that that's a luxury for you that you can choose to have a guy go both ways and not need to have a guy go both ways? And, hey, if you need to give them a series break, you have the opportunity to because you have that depth. As a coach, how nice is that luxury to um, have it, two, it's... three deep? It's awesome, uh, you know, the ability to have that. You know, um, if we didn't have that luxury, it would be, you know, these kids would have to be in, I mean, they're going to be in great condition, but mentally and physically. But when they're getting tired, to have that where someone's going to come in fresh physically and mentally and be able to go out and execute a play and not necessarily have to think to what they're going to do because they're so exhausted. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, obviously uh, in any program, you're going to put the best athletes on the field in any particular moment. And if we feel that someone needs a break to, to go in and we, we put in a kid that we feel comfortable with, it's, it is, uh, and for us knowing that we're going to put in a kid that's going to be, you know, comparable to, uh, and execute a play, it's it's nice to have. All right, so it, it's still the, the BWAC, and you still have to run the football because yep. ground and pound is what the BWAC does. And if you want to make the move into the elite, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the top four teams in the league for the last five, six years are made of pounds the rock. Yep. The, they, they just come out, they say, we're bigger than everybody. And, and this is the thing. You guys have made these great improvements, but the last few years, size-wise, 
you're not as big as Crosslex. You're not as big as Armada. North Branch and Elmont, size-wise, maybe are, but those are fast teams that run a goofy offense that's hard to stop. <laughs> they um, pound the rock, and they're very physical. But There's like, no are, are, uh, how can you get bigger, and, and how do you – how can you match up against these big teams? Because it really becomes a war of attrition. Um, the weight room. You know, we, we, we say it, every high school coach says it, is that we've got to continue to push the weight room. And uh, the numbers this, this summer has been pretty solid. We were sitting at about 60 to 65% attendance in the weight room throughout our entire high school program. So kids are getting in there. And that tells us that they're that they want to be there and they want to be better and they want to be stronger. And being strong and physical is what's going to get you success in the BWAC. It's like you know that there's going to be, you know, the Armadas, the Almonts, the North Branches, the Croswells that, that just they, they pound the rock. And they're, what are they trying to do is they're, they're trying to control the clock. Uh, they're trying to win the trenches. And so for you to be as physical and be big, as strong as they are, has to start and finish in the weight room. And, and the, the unique thing about it is is that, you know, we've got the numbers, and I feel like the kids' attitudes towards the weight room are shifting towards, hey, this is part of the deal. This is a part of the process, and we've got to embrace it. And that's what they're doing, and I think that it's, it's, uh, it's going to help push us to, to greater things moving forward. Well, any team that has success at any level of football, there's the non-negotiables. I mean, you talked about running the ball. Even if you throw the ball a lot, if you can run it, you're going to have success Yeah. at the college level. Michigan's had success. Why? Because they run it down your throat and they're going to stop you. Why have people started to actually like the Lions is because they have an offensive line and can run the ball. Consistently. Yes. In the BWAC, running the ball is a big thing. But if you can stop the run, then that throws a wrench in a lot of people's plans. Let's talk about the Yale Bulldog defense and who are some of the guys that you're going to ask to stop the run or make those big plays to get your offense back on the field. So uh, Coach Woodard, Nate, is, uh, he's my DC, and we've been uh, you know, working on personnel and things of that nature. And honestly, within the BWAC against wing T teams, if you can control A and C gap, you're, you're going to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't control fullback trap or off tackle with lead or with uh, counter tray or with guard pull, you know, you're going to struggle. With us as our D-line, uh, we're hoping is going to be one of our strengths this year because we bring back the most athletes there. Uh, our linebackers are working their tails off, and they're definitely going to be learning and understanding how things run. And Coach Woodard is doing a great job for them understanding, you know, coverages and gap scheme and working the triangle through guards to quarterback. So these kids are are working hard, and, uh, you know, we've got some kids that are going to be playing O-line and D-line and we've got kids that are going to be playing wide receiver and even fullback and tailback that are going to be playing linebackers that are that are uh, uh, going to go out there and have to play very physical football. And, um, you know, uh, with our D-line, Blake Barr, I mentioned him on the O-line, Seth Stady, even on the D-line, uh, Zach Haywood, uh, let's say um, Bryce Rector, those kids that are going to be playing up front are going to have to be quick, strong, and athletic in order to control their gap. And then linebackers throughout the program that are, are kind of new to the position because we had three seniors at linebacker last year that are going to be rolling in with some youth but are going to go out there and play physical because that's what they do and play downhill. So we got Ethan Bates, we got Cole McLaughlin, we got uh, – uh, uh, Jeremy Griffith, and uh, two of those three are wrestlers, and so they're very physical. 
and I think uh, Ethan Ethan uh, at uh, Mike Backer is gonna he, he's gonna help us control a gap and continue to play you know physical downhill football. So those boys are uh, we're excited about them and and they got to put in a lot of work to continue to get better. And I know Coach Woodard will have them ready. What helps good young linebackers is a really good D line. Let oh, without them run a doubt, free yep. and you can make a linebacker really flourish if there's if there's not a guard in his face two seconds after the snap. Yeah, it's it's definitely if you have a kid that can control a gap uh, and be a two gap player, and you know obviously taking a double team to keep your mic backer your outside backers free. You know that's a luxury, so they can run free and kind of play their alley and play. You know, uh, you know, think th- think free football where they can mm-hmm. go out and just play and not have to think. That's that's uh, a big aspect of football in high school, at least. I like uh, that term, think free football, because the next thing I'm going to ask you is, while you're preparing for other teams, other teams really have to prepare for you because a couple times a game, you're going to do something. Goofy, like you are the king of the trick play. Where did this come about? Why do you like the gadget play? Um, I, I know when you were the quarterback at Crosswell, you, you used to run these plays. Mm-hmm. Did it start there, or is it something that's always just been a part of you, and you find ways to work these things in? And But that's the thing. They work when you run them. Um, you know, it's – I don't know. I guess it's just the way I'm wired. Uh, I I enjoy misdirection. I enjoy a lot of window dressing and trying to confuse people and, uh, you know, defenses. And our kids have really, really embraced it, and they love it. Because every year or every week, kids are like, hey, coach, what what new trick play we got this week? Mm -hmm. And so we've got a nice handbag full of plays that we can kind of pull from. And, you know, whether it's a misdirection or a reverse or a double pass or or uh, whatever we got, you know, we the kids have embraced it and our coaching staff have, have embraced it. People call them gadget plays. I call it within our offensive scheme because mm-hmm. it's just our identity. Right. It's just what we do. And, you know, when I was playing through football under uh, Coach Vandermass there when I was in school as we ran – uh, at least the hook and ladder, at least two or three times a year for a touchdown. Right, and it drives kinda, me crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, fun. It's fun, and, and it's a big play. But I never know. Like, okay, was it a? Is it a pass? Is it a run? Who gets pat? Who gets uh, like? I, I don't know, know. It's hard to keep track of because <laughs> you, you got so many moving parts to the to the play. Who made the pass? Who caught the pass? You know, you just never know. Right. And I think that's part of the draw to it is because you just you just really never know. And so having that ability and knowing the time to do it, it's uh, it's a part that I, I love about the game of football because not only do you have to plan for their good stuff, the stuff that they run traditionally, but you also have to plan for the stuff you're not ready for. And for them, it's it's for the opponent, it's it's miserable to have to plan for. Because you say, hey, they might do this, they might do this, they might do this. They might not. Right. But it's who knows? The there's a count. It's in, and they have to prep for it. And so I love it. The kids love it. You know, it's exciting to watch. Sometimes it works. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. It's right. a high risk, high reward type of type of play. And uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of fun with it. And I even let the kids take some ownership. Hmm. You know, like I say, hey, you know, if you got something, I am all ears. 
But don't come up to any – don't come to me with some play or some formation that we've never in our life ever heard of because right. we're not going to waste time in practice going over. It's like, holy shnikes. It's like we're not the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> right. All right, let's settle not, down with We're this. not going to see the rotating huddle. Right, exactly. No. Yeah, we watched uh, – me and my boys, Ben, <laughs> watched the, the quarterback series on Netflix with, uh, I believe it was Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Mariota. Yeah. And Mace and my oldest and my younger boys were like, hey, Dad – Dad, you should try that. I'm like, guys, let's settle down with us. All right. I was like, we're gonna have fun, but we're gonna do it within our system here. So but we have a lot of we have a lot of fun with it and it's it's exciting. I'm not making this up. I, I don't know if it was you or if it was Cam Barrett, but I, I saw them run a Statue of Liberty play once. Uh, at uh, Crosslex, and I, I would right around the time you were there. It probably, it probably was. It might have been Cam, but uh, Jay definitely flares the uh, the imagination with the offense as well. So, you know, I kind of picked up on that and ran with it because of just the system that we run is similar. I've, I've seen everything but the fumble ruski. Right? From- yeah, that's a little too risky in my <laughs> yeah. book. I don't think I don't think we can play in that. There's too much intangibles working in there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, all these trick plays. I think you've given Sheridan some night sweats even. Though he's left cross, <laughs> we uh, uh, we have a lot of fun with it, and every time I see him, we you know we poke at each other, and it's a right. good time. So, but no, it, it is tough because if it becomes almost second nature for a trick play, then it's not exotic to your offense, and the kids right. know how to run it. You're right. If it goes bad, you look you have a little egg on your face when the other team picks up a fumble and is running the other way. Yep. But when it works well, it can win you a game. Yeah. It can keep you in a game. I mean, one of the, the most iconic games of all time in college football is Boise State-Oklahoma with the final, with a Statue of Liberty, with the hook and ladder. And yeah. if, if you have that in your back pocket, you're right. Even if you don't run it, they have to think about it. Yeah. They have to be ready for it on any given play. Yep, and uh, we, believe it or not, we don't spend a whole lot of time on it, and that's really kind of attributes to the kids and their imagination and their ability to execute. So. Uh, having that in our back pocket helps and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to continue to run our offensive sets and what we're strong at, but it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to have it. At right. Least. Well, it, it's a timing thing too. It's yeah. knowing when, okay, this is the time it'll work if we do this right now. Yeah. It's a gut feeling it is. And, you know, coach Griff and I, and even uh, coach water will throw in a, Hey, what do you think of this? And so I'm, I'm always all ears on, you know what? I think it's the right time. Let's do it. So I trust them. All right. Well, I, I think we want to talk a little BWAC because uh, the schedule makers did not do you any favors the first yeah. half. We're going to know very quick what Yale football is in 2023. You have both defending champs, week back two, week three, ready to go. So, Dennis, uh, it's always fun talking with the BWAC coaches about the other teams because everyone has a little different perspective because everyone's just a bit different in yeah. this league. Mm-hmm. So more Coach Grunman in just a moment. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. 
Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Kinetico. Call us at 800-848-5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Brady and Coach uh, Grunman. Yeah, we have fun off the air, Coach. Yes. Um, well, the BWAC's a lot of fun, and as I alluded to before the break, you open with Annapolis. That's a team you've, you've had the luxury of beating the last two years. Mm-hmm. But then you get into BWAC play. North Branch. Or excuse me, Armada. North Branch. Richmond. Crosslex is your first four games in BWAC play. Uh, there's not really a moment to breathe in that month stretch no not much at all you know all four of those teams are traditionally good within the BWAC and so you know uh the things that we've been preaching with the kids is just physicality is we've got to be able to to be physical play hard and they are all just you know their programs are are pretty tough traditionally so we're we're looking to compete and uh, get some wins and, you know, hopefully kind of be the dark horse, like you were saying, is play humble football and right. and let the the physicality speak for itself. You know, our, our mate is headed in the right direction, uh, mm-hmm. we think. And I, I know they, they've lost some guys, but we're also hearing they, they might have some the new names that kind of do it the same way, though. 
Yeah. Well, you know, they're very well coached. Uh, Coach Raleigh there, he's he's a, a good football mind. And without a doubt, he's he's the kids are going to be ready to play. They're very physical. They're tough. They're smart. And they're well coached. And anytime you get those intangibles together, they're going to have a good program. They're going to have good success. You know, we respect them mightily. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going out to compete. They have to come to us this year. So, uh, you know, our boys are going to be extra amped for week one or week two, but week one within the BWAC to have a nice home game against them and compete and play hard. But we all are always going to expect them to be well coached, definitely. So we talked about this with Coach Matska from Algonac. And if I, if I believe I'm correct, you are tied for the third longest tenured coach in the BWAC. Loosby's the elder statesman. Yep. And I believe Rowley got there a year before you were at Yale. Mm-hmm. And then you and Misko have both are both going into their, your third season. It's this new wave and new generation of BWAC coaches in the league. Yeah, I think this is my ninth year overall in the BWAC, but right. within Yale, this is my third year. So he, you know, there there's always going to be turnover, and uh, just didn't quite expect it as much as what it's been lately. But uh, anytime you get new scheme, new systems, is you kind of gotta you gotta learn a new way to coach right. within the the league again. You know, we went through the whole phase of you know a lot of wing T teams. Mm-hmm. A lot, a couple of veer teams, a couple of spread teams, and now there's just it's a variety. Right. It's kind of a grab bag of different offenses that you got to prep for each week, and even defenses too. So, you know, you got to be ready to go. You got to watch your film. Got to be smart and understand that each week is going to bring different intangibles. You got to have your kids ready for. You know, uh, we we can't talk Yale football and not bring up that blessed Yale Park. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's I'm growing like, on me. I love it. It's uh, you know, growing big and I, time. And I can understand that. I just, as a broadcaster, <laughs> as a media guy, I hate Yale Park. I wish <laughs> I you guys it. played in back of the school. I love that field. Yeah, it's um, it's but, funny. When I first got there, you know, we, we were kind of impartial. I, I came in as someone that competed on the field, not as on the home side. Right. So now that I've been there, this being my third season, is it is a different vibe down there. The fans are on top of the field. They surround the entire field. It's loud. It's surrounded by trees. It's always amped. There's things going on. There's always different things. And it is just the, the nostalgia of it is amazing. And just the environment and the energy that it brings. The kids are, for whatever reason, it's like we try our best to get every kid athlete, athlete ready to go for away games, but they play different football at the park. And they are just amped. And it's it like coaching in different school districts, they have their own different vibe at football games. Right. But it is an entirely different feel, and I love it. Well, we were talking yesterday just, just shooting the breeze, and we were just talking about where – if all things were equal – that where is the toughest place to play? Because we were saying, okay, maybe East China's tough, not because the stadium itself is tough, just because usually there's really good teams there. You can mm-hmm. play them in a parking lot, and it would be tough to yeah. play. Yep. And I think Dennis said, Yale Park, if if they're ever if they're really good and they're the crowd's going, that might be the toughest place to go into in the BWAC 
and play just because it's so different. And like you said, the fans are on top of you, yeah. and it's just a different atmosphere, something you don't experience all the time. Yeah, you know, uh, it's nice to have the the student section rocking and rolling, the bands rocking and rolling, the fans. It's 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 a great environment. Even when I was uh, a player back in the day playing in the BWAC, I hated playing at Yale just because it was a different vibe. And that is an equalizer. It really is. And to have that and have the kids adrenaline running and your adrenaline running and and the kids are ready to go off to kick off. You know, you don't really have to work to get them up. And as I tell the kids, I'm like, guys, I was like, if we can get this, bottle it up and right. take it to away games, we're going to be blasted tough to play. Well, I think there's a big difference with fields, and there aren't many of them anymore, with the fields that don't have the track. Yeah. Because now everybody's a little close. Memorial Stadium, right. that's one of the unique things. You're in the press box at Memorial Stadium. You're up pretty high. Right. But I still feel like I can reach out and high-five the kids when they're going right. by yeah. that sideline. That's a good like point. You're right on top of you them. You don't have that eight-lane track. there's something about that. Yeah. You don't have that eight-lane track where that buffer is. And so you can almost hear the play call as a fan. You know, and uh, you know, I as a coach sometimes you don't want that, right. but then as a as a coach you you want the kids to feel the energy, and I feel that they they definitely vibe off it for sure. Besides Yale Park, when you go on the road, what's one place you go to and you're like, I wish we had this team at home every single year. I don't like going there and playing. Croslex, hands down. <laughs> uh, just just because of uh, you know. It's a rivalry, right. and you want to play home at rivalry games every year. You know, now we're not afraid to go play Croswell at all. We're not. We're ready to go play. Kids are going to be amped and ready to mm -hmm. play because it's a rivalry. But it's always nice having a leg up. You know, and uh, you know, even if we had, I would just love it if every game was home. That would right. be just phenomenal. <laughs> you know, that would just be such a big luxury. But I think this year we're four home and five away. So next year will be our five and four season where we have five home, four away, and uh, the kids are really going to have to kind of hone it in. And get things rolling on uh, on away games because there's there's no uh, we can't we can't limp in any week we got to be ready to play and these kids got to be amped so uh, but uh, to answer your question probably Croslex but I would take it doesn't really matter who we play we're we're just ready to play yeah so, well you you catch it there too when the factory's gone and you get that I'm used smell. I'm immune to the smell <laughs> I grew up there so you got the sugar factory smell that doesn't bother me kids are like oh golly that stinks so bad I was like guys listen. Like it's not going to change anything. Go out play football. Right, but it's it, just it such is, a that is one of the unique league. home field advantages. Yeah, it is. It's very potent. I'm kind of immune to it. I go through and like, what's that smells like? What's my, oh the the yeah. factory? We'll be all right. We'll be well, all right. Algonac's got the swamp, the mosquitoes, yeah. oh, the swamp. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. North Branch is like out in the middle of nowhere. North Branch yeah. is, is a tough one because I do feel like even though there is a track. The fans are still feel like they're. I think close. I think there's something to say about fans on one side. Yeah. Because you got North Branch has fans on one side. Ours we have the home stands and we have the away stands, but it's not uh, you know a standard. They just right. have movable bleachers that they move in with like you know maybe ten rows of fans and whatnot. So that might contribute to some of that as well. Right, and the other thing is that North Branch. It doesn't matter what they do. They're, they're going to pack that place in oh, every yeah. sport. That yep. That's another thing that makes it tough. And Well, I'm sure that uh, after last season, there's a little bit of an excitement, not just within the kids, but around the community 
for Yale football, and they're excited for that first home game mm-hmm. uh, when you get to see, all right, what is, what is, what's the next step look like for the Yale Bulldogs? Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm very blessed to have come into a community that's very embracing, and so they've embraced everything that we do. Uh, you know, whether it's schedule based, whether it's team camps, you know, there's always support. And, uh, when we fundraise, they, they are very supportive financially to help with these kids to get things that they need within the football season. And, you know, it shows and people show up to home games. They, they travel well. And so to come into that supportive community really helps to, to get things rolling and, and they love their football. And, uh, our goal is to give them something to cheer about. And so that's what we're going to do our best to do. All right, good stuff. What did we miss, Coach? Uh, you know, I, I think our approach this year is, you know, we got to continue to be humble, play physical football, and and uh, hopefully everything will take care of itself. And, you know, obviously within the BWAC, it's going to be a tough going, but uh, we're hoping to put ourselves in good position, you know, later in the season to where we can compete for, you know, uh, the playoffs, uh, league title, and things of that nature. So kids are hungry. Uh, they want it, and they're working hard for it. So hopefully that shows, and uh, they're putting their time in for sure. So we'll uh, we'll get at it and continue to work. Well, I guess I do have one more follow-up question to, to that. You are now in a spot where me, and I believe Dennis, will throw your name in there when we're talking about teams that can compete and win the BWAC. It's a little different when you're the underdog that no one's expecting to win, that you can play that card, and there's not a lot of – there's no expectations. But now after a playoff appearance, you bring a lot of guys back. We're going to be saying nice things about Yale football before. <laughs> What's the? How do you address that as a coach going, hey, you're going to hear us say Yale can win, beat these teams. Yale can be a team playing for the BWAC. How do you handle the, ha- having those expectations, something that this program hasn't had since these kids have been in high school? Um, they haven't won anything yet. Right. You know, and I continue to, to tell them, guys, is the best attribute that we can have as a program is how we're hard we work. Mm-hmm. And we continue to stay humble. We continue to work our butts off. And I think humility and hard work goes a long way because if you play hard and you're humble and you work hard, those three things together are going to create tough, tough, uh, tough teams and the ability to compete within the league and to potentially go out there and steal victories on away games against good teams and win the ones you should at home. So obviously, you know, if we can continue to do those things and keep these kids humble and to continue to make them work hard and understand the game and scheme and, and be good people, um, I think that, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to do something right and have a great year for us. All right, good stuff. Garrett, thanks again for coming down and uh, doing My the program pleasure. with us. Uh, and uh, we've got Yale on the schedule this yeah. year, so that's how hyped up we are about Well, you. we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. It's got to find a spot for us out at Yale Park. Oh, yeah. We'll find a spot for you. We'll find a spot. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.